Hey, everyone. I'm David Chalian, the CNN political director. This is the CNN political briefing. Here's what you need to know in politics for Tuesday, August 29th. President Joe Biden is highlighting a provision in the law his party passed last year that aims to lower prescription drug costs for millions of Americans, a key part of what Biden calls Bidenomics. Today, the White House was championing a key piece of the Inflation Reduction Act that President Biden signed into law last year, his key piece of domestic spending legislation. And the piece that was front and center today, get used to hearing a lot about it over the course of the next year. It is going to be in nearly every single speech Joe Biden gives on the campaign trail. Today is the start of a new deal for patients where Big Pharma doesn't just get a blank check at your expense and the expense of the American people. The Biden administration released today the first round of expensive drugs that are now eligible for Medicare price negotiations. The 10 drugs treat heart disease, certain cancers, diabetes, autoimmune diseases like rheumatoid arthritis or Crohn's disease, among other conditions. The Health and Human Services Department says some 9 million Medicare enrollees paid $3.4 billion in out-of-pocket costs for these drugs last year. And by the way, negotiating drug prices alongside other provisions of this law isn't just going to put more money back in the pockets of millions of Americans across the country. It's also going to lower the federal deficit. The CBO, the Congressional Budget Office, estimates this program is expected to save Medicare $98.5 billion over 10 years. Now, this isn't the only provision in the Inflation Reduction Act that aims to lower health care costs. Insulin is capped at $35 per month for Medicare enrollees, and there are other provisions that will kick in over the next few years. There were some regular folk at the White House today to help emphasize what it is the president is highlighting here. Stephen Hadfield, a 71-year-old Medicare recipient fighting a rare blood cancer and type 2 diabetes, spoke in the East Room today at the president's program. It already made a huge difference in my life. Instead of having to pay $400 per month for my insulin prescription, I now get it for $35. It's given me an entirely new lease on life. For too long, drug makers have made a fortune while patients like me live in constant fear, wondering how we pay for our medicine. Thanks to President Biden, that's changing. So what does it mean to negotiate drug prices? Well, the Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services can now engage in negotiations with drug manufacturers over pricing to get discounts that will range from at least 25 to 60% off, depending on when the drugs were approved. And if drug makers don't comply with the process by next month, they will have to pay a tax of up to 95% of the medication's U.S. sales or pull all their products from the Medicare and Medicaid markets. Once the prices are set by next September, they'll take effect in 2026. The law allows for more drug prices to be negotiated for 2027 and beyond after that. However, some big pharma companies have filed at least eight lawsuits trying to stop this from happening. Obviously, you could imagine a big drug company has no interest in losing this much of its 
revenue due to Medicare paying far lower prices. In part, the drug companies argue that this is unconstitutional for a variety of reasons, and the administration, of course, pushes back on that notion. The drug industry's main lobbying group, Pharma, said in a statement reacting to this news that this program is, quote, the result of a rushed process focused on short-term political gain rather than what is best for patients. Listen to the CEO of drug maker Novo Nordisk giving his thoughts on the program. We support anything that can help patients afford uh, their medicines. The tagline is negotiation. It smells more like price setting. And I believe that's uh, problematic because uh, that will actually limit uh, innovation and availability of innovation for patients. Biden had this to say about the industry's qualms. For years, Big Pharma blocked us, playing games with pricing so they could charge whatever they can. But this is finally, 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 we had enough votes by a matter of one to beat Big Pharma. Over the last many years, as out-of-pocket drug costs have increased and increased significantly for seniors over time, this has become a rallying cry issue across the Democratic landscape. If you go back, I would say, over the last 10 years, it's hard to find a Democratic politician campaigning that did not campaign on this issue of fighting to get Medicare the ability to negotiate lower drug prices. And so it is no accident that President Biden, who's actually achieved this moment uh, through legislation that he pushed through the then Democratic-controlled Congress and signed into law, that he is going to tout this as a key component of his overall economic vision for the country. This is part of Bidenomics, of getting middle-class folks a bit more money in their pocket as a way to grow the economy. Obviously, it is a big contrast also with Republicans. If you watched the debate on Fox News last week with the Republican primary field, minus Donald Trump, you heard time and again the critique on Biden's economic policies. Here is an example. Listen to Governor Ron DeSantis at the debate. We need to send Joe Biden back to his basement and reverse American decline. And it starts with understanding we must reverse Bidenomics. So it's on this contrast that Biden is going to center much of his reelection message, as well as what we learned in the case of Obamacare, for example. When a benefit is provided to people, it is very, very hard for opponents of that benefit when it was going through the policy phase to take it away. I mean, that is what we saw Republicans fail to do time and again on Obamacare. And the Biden administration is banking on the same kind of effect here. If Republicans are promising to do away with some of Biden's signature legislative achievements, what that would actually mean, let's say for a senior citizen who's already now paying $35 a month for insulin. Listen to the Biden White House domestic policy advisor, Neera Tandon. I think it will be hard to repeal the Inflation Reduction Act. And it's specifically hard to take away, uh, basically claw back these uh, benefits, these lower prices. I think people will really uh, rise up against that kind of thing because they know they are paying too much for prescription drugs in the United States and they are paying more than in any other country. Of course, most of these lower prices will not kick in until after the 2024 election. 
So not everyone is going to be feeling the lower costs yet, which will make Joe Biden and the Democrats' effort here uh, a bit tougher, not insurmountable, uh, but certainly tougher than if people were already feeling the entirety of all of these benefits. And of course, the Biden team is hoping that some of these more popular economic pocketbook issues will help mitigate some of his vulnerabilities on the trail. A brand new AP NORC poll finds 77% of U.S. adults say that Biden is too old to effectively serve another four-year term as president. Biden is currently 80 years old. He would be 82 at the time he is sworn into a second term if he does get reelected. By contrast, Donald Trump, who is 77 years old, only 51% of U.S. adults find that Trump is too old for another term. So the age issue clearly seems to be more of a vulnerability for Biden than it does Trump. For Trump, his vulnerability, this may not surprise you, in this poll, when asking what are the first words that come to mind about Trump, well, they were corrupt or crooked and other generally negative terms. It is these vulnerabilities, perhaps, that make the rematch of Donald Trump versus Joe Biden perhaps not all that appealing to American voters. But at the moment, it is precisely that rematch that we appear headed for. Nothing is certain yet. We're still pretty far out. But in today's snapshot, we are likely proceeding to a Biden versus Trump matchup. And so while there will be a lot of negatives that each side throws at the other, as this AP poll reflects some of those vulnerabilities already in the American consciousness, there's also going to be the clear policy contrast. And that contrast is almost as clear as the contrast in their particular vulnerabilities as well. That's it for today's political briefing. Thanks so much for listening. And if you like the show, please consider rating and reviewing us on Apple Podcasts. We'll talk to you tomorrow.